Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and I'm really excited to be joined today by Laurence Ben-Safi, who is a portfolio manager and head of uh, emerging market equities at RBC Global Asset Management uh, in London. Laurence, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Dave. So uh, we had a chance to, uh, to, to speak earlier today. Uh, about emerging markets and and how emerging markets have done through the pandemic, and and I think a lot of people would be surprised. I know I was uh, to hear how well emerging markets have been doing and why. So so maybe you could touch on that, Laurence. How have emerging markets done, and and what's the explanation for it? Yes, sure. So as you said, people are sometimes surprised to hear that emerging markets for the year have actually performed, performed in line with the developed market, which is about flat for the year. Obviously, big drop and big recovery uh, in the second part of the year. So why is that? Because emerging markets are actually very different to what they used to be only a few years ago. Um, the top three countries in emerging markets are now China, Korea, and Taiwan. And the three of them represent close to 70% of the index. Wow. Two years back, the biggest countries were you, Russia, Brazil, a country much more exposed um, to uh, energy, materials, way more volatile. Um, those three countries I mentioned, China, Korea, Taiwan, obviously, you know, they've been in the news for the way they handled very well the pandemic. Obviously, yeah. China was the first one. I mean, the, the, the virus seems to come from China. Uh, we thought they were a bit crazy back in, um, in February when they locked down an entire city, Wuhan. Now, looking back, it was probably a very smart move yes. that helped them to really contain the pandemic. So for them, the pandemic hasn't been really an issue for months and months. It's the same situation in Korea and Taiwan. Where Taiwan, they hardly had any cases. Korea, they had a few waves, but each wave were like really a few, uh, maybe 100 cases per day, so very, very small. Um, and because of that, those countries had hardly locked down, um, and it means the economic growth in those countries has been actually quite strong, and they're actually going to be pretty much the only three countries in the world with positive economic growth, GDP growth this year. So that explains also what they've been doing well. Yes. But the second very important point that people also don't know necessarily is that those countries are full of COVID winners. And again, it's a big change to what it used to be. China used to be, again, a country full of banks, state-owned banks, energy, telecoms. But those stocks kind of um, were have been completely overshadowed by the huge technology names that have emerged over, over the past few years. So, uh, you know, the Tencent, the, the giant e-gaming company, Alibaba, obviously the Amazon of, of China, uh, JD.com, which is another of those names, they now represent close to 20% of emerging market indices. And China overall represents more than 40% of the index. Taiwan and Korea, they represent between 60 and 80% of the index is made up of tech companies because in those countries, that's where we made all the components for phones, computers, uh, screens that are, we have all been buying in order to deal with the pandemic. So those companies have been doing extremely well in those countries and have been pushing the market. So those countries are up for the year by, by quite a large amount. 
So that really explains why emerging markets overall have been doing well, even though, as I said, some other countries more exposed to energy materials obviously have been weak, but it was more than offset by, by, by those three countries that have been really actually benefiting massively from the pandemic. And, and, and Laurence, uh, something else is uh, we're, 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 we're taping this podcast the morning of uh, Thursday, November 5th, so the U.S. election is still very much in the air. Uh, a lot of investors, and maybe some of the listeners here, uh, wouldn't be aware of the, the important relationship between the performance of emerging market stocks, uh, emerging market companies, and emerging market countries uh, relative to the strength or weakness of the U.S. dollar. And, and uh, you have some interesting comments, uh, thoughts on that in terms of the outcome of the election uh, and, and the direction of the U.S. dollar, regardless of how of, of the outcome of the U.S. election. Yeah, there's a very strong historical relationship between the dollar and emerging market performance. So a weak uh, emerging market, a weak U.S. dollar is very good for emerging markets. Um, and unfortunately, over the past few years for emerging market, the dollar has been strong. Because we were in a kind of a difficult environment, we were at the end of the cycle, investors were worried, and they poured a lot of money into the U.S. dollar. So that explains why over the past few years, emerging markets have been lagging uh, developed markets. Going forward, and regardless of who's going to win uh, the election, we believe that the dollar is going to weaken. And the main reason is whatever the size of the stimulus is going to be, there's a large discussion of how big the stimulus is going to be, uh, in the U.S. and actually globally in the coming years. Regardless of that, we have huge deficits already, like fiscal deficits in the U.S., and that would lead to a weaker U.S. dollar, uh, which is going to be positive for emerging markets. So, as you said, we don't really believe, I mean, there's positive and negative for emerging markets regarding if it's Biden or Trump that wins the election. They kind of upset a little bit each other, but really the important point is going to be really the direction of the dollar, and we think it can only go in one direction. I would say the difference is the timing. Maybe with uh, Mr. Biden's stimulus, big stimulus is going to come early, and then the dollar will weaken straight away. Uh, maybe with Mr. Trump, it's going to take a bit longer, and the dollar will be more like on a depreciating uh, trend, but a, a bit more slowly, but the end result for us is the same. Excellent. Well, uh, Laurence, uh, thank, thank you again for your time today. It's, uh, it, it's great to catch up with you, and, and all the best to you, your family, and loved ones. Thank you. The same for you in Canada. Thank you.